Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I, I wonder why everybody is skipping over the so plainly obvious connection to Obama in this entire scandal. I got to tell you, man, it really like, burrows under my skin like a tick that nobody has picked this up. Nobody, and if I'm wrong, please, folks, send me the, send me the link uh, on Twitter or whatever, on the Facebook messages. If anyone else has picked up the story I'm about to tell you, because I've been talking about it with Joe for like four years. And now, because I saw this breaking news story, this is where this comes from. You know, Obama knew about the Trump collusion setup. Oh, of course he knew. We've been saying it forever. But there's a reason. That you're unfortunately only going to hear here for, I don't know, Joe, the 15th time. (laughs) But we'll tell you again. I got a lot to talk about. A lot going on. Today's going to be the longest day ever uh, in a good way. Got this show, radio show next. Jumping on a jet up to Maryland. Tim Pool right back in the morning. Going to be a bananas day. A lot going on. Stay tuned. I got a quick weekend update for you as well. For ExpressVPN, a few decades ago, private citizen used to be largely that. Private citizens. Well, what changed? The internet. Think about everything you browse, search for, watched, or tweeted. Oh, oh. Now imagine all that data being collected by third parties into a permanent public record. To keep my data private when I go online, I use ExpressVPN. There are hundreds of data brokers out there. Their only business is to buy and sell your data. They use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. With ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted to an encrypted server, and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address that makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. And ExpressVPN is easy to use, no matter what device you're on. All you got to do is tap a button, and you are protected. So if, like me, you believe your data is your business, Secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joseph, it is a Monday. Let's get this yeah, party started, baby. my friend. Happy Monday, everybody. Here we go. Yes, it is. It's going to be a very happy Monday. So like I said, I will be on TimCast with the great Tim Pool tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time, Key. Timcast.com if you want to check that out. We'll probably be tearing it up like we did on the Megyn Kelly interview, which I'm so happy all of you liked. We'll have some clips from that stuff tomorrow. I got so much feedback on that interview. We just tore it up. I was in one of those moods where I was feeling good. I probably had way too many cups of espresso. A couple people on the Megyn Kelly show in the chat, he was following it. Apparently, we're not ready for the high-intensity Dan Bongino version. That's okay. You all in my chat now. I thank you all. I'm watching right now. Thank you. I will ask him that. Okay, I got that. I love you all, but I'm a high intensity guy. Some people on the Megyn Kelly show were not ready for that, apparently. But we got a lot of new fans after that, too. So that was good. Went out this weekend, had way too much of a good time, like way too much, like way, way too much. Um, Don't mix. Mixing is no good. I'm a vino tinto guy. Guy calls it the VT. I like the red wine, man. I don't know. Take my man card away. Whatever. I sure as hell ain't drinking Bud Light. And the last time I had the White Claws, I was in the bathroom for like four hours because it's like 24 ounces of stuff. And you drink five of those and you're like bladders like ready to explode. So I prefer the vino tinto. 
made a mistake, went out with some friends, mixed with a little bit of champagne. And then at the end of the night, an old Secret Service guy is in the restaurant I'm in on Saturday. The craziest thing ever. Secret Service guy. Never met the guy in my life, but super nice guy. I had heard his name and he bought us some limoncello shots. And I had a couple of those babies. Not good. I woke up the next day on Sunday, like who did it and ran? Like someone had kicked my ass in the middle of sleep. I, Joe, Joe's like, I don't know that feeling. I was a musician. We oh, didn't do that kind of stuff. That's right, we Joe's did. Joe's like, Joe's like, <laughs> I'm across, like I have no idea. We never did any of that backstage. It was nothing but oatmeal and decabinated coffee. Yeah. So I'm back today because I slept really good last night. Thank you to everyone in the chat. You all are tearing up. I like to chat before the show too. So let's get to the show today, okay? More time to waste. I hope you tolerate me on Monday for my small weekend updates. I do it on the radio show too. People seem to like it. I don't know, whatever. Kind of humanizes me, I think. All right, I'm, one of, I'm just one of you. I like to talk about it. So I, I think one of the things being left out of this entire story about the collusion thing, now that we have all this Durham report stuff, Again, let's forget all the nonsense and, and, and all like the. We don't really need to get into all of the, the details of it because the hard reality, as I've said multiple times, there's going to be no legal penalties for anybody involved in this at all. There, however, will be, I believe, political penalties if the true story gets out. And history is going to tell the true story. Bottom line of, okay, so up front is this. Everybody tracking? Hillary made up this story that Trump colluded with the Russians. Okay, we get that. Why? Why? Why, Clarice, why? He covets Buffalo Bill. He co Why did she do that? Well, because she's a bad person. Yeah, obviously, but that's not the reason why. She invented this story because Hillary Clinton had her own email scandal to deal with where she set up this personal email. They found out about it during the Benghazi thing. How? Do you remember the backstory? Folks, if you're new to this show, I know this story may drive some of you bananas, but I guarantee you, a lot of you have forgotten the details. During the Benghazi investigation, they sent out a congressional subpoena and said, Hillary, we want all of your State Department emails about what happened the night of Benghazi. How many did they get back, Joe? The answer is Z Alpha 3 Gripper. Yeah. Nothing. Zero. Zero. Now, Joe, why do you think they got back zero official State Department emails from Hillary Clinton? Because yeah. <laughs> well. Hillary Clinton didn't have a State Department email. Yeah. And they were like, so weird. We sent out the subpoena and Hills, Hills is saying they don't have any. How is that? She never sent an email? Oh my gosh. She had a personal server. Got it? This turned into a big scandal. Were there legal penalties? Of course not. There never will be. Got it? But Hillary Clinton knew she had a political problem. So in order to flip the script on the political problem, she said, we are going to go and blame Donald Trump. Folks, Obama knew. That came out this weekend. Fox is reporting it. A number of other outlets are reporting that now it's crystal clear that Barack Obama and Joe Biden both knew in August of 2016 at the latest that Hillary Clinton was planning to make up a story about Russian collusion to blame, to switch blame from her and the email scandal onto Trump. Why is this significant? Because folks, I'm going to play this cut coming up here of Devin Nunes on Maria Bartiromo this weekend, who knows, the, he knows everything. I'm going to play this cut. And I'm going to tell you something I need you to digest right now and tattoo on your brain. This scandal is not about Hillary Clinton, folks. They are not protecting Hillary Clinton by trying to make this thing go away. They are protecting Obama. 
It'll make sense after I play this cut. Check this out. This was a, a stunt by the Hillary Clinton campaign in 16. It failed miserably because Donald Trump won overwhelmingly. Right. Then what happened? Obama was directly involved because he's the one that went back right after the election in 2016. He got all the intelligence agencies involved and they leaked out to the fake news media that, oh, the Russians must have done something and they were trying to help Trump. Obama did that. But Obama knew, but we now know from Durham, Obama knew and his team knew in August of 16 that this was a dirty trick by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Unbelievable. So yeah. I, I think the question is, you know, where do we go from here? That's the real question. Yeah. Right. Where I do mean, we go? One yeah. thing we at least we at least have is our voice. And that's what we can do to spread that word. But I think the Congress is going to have to dive deep into this. We had an interesting uh, entrant into the chat, a uh, red McAnis. Anis. It's Red McAnis. <laughs> he says, truth hurts, Dad. <laughs> yes. Yes, Mr. McAnis. Uh, it does. Devin Nunes knows the whole story. Why is this really a scandal, this email scandal about Obama? And that's why Obama winked and nodded and approved this hit on Donald Trump. He must have approved. Because, folks, as I've stated multiple times, if Hillary Clinton had a personal email address, how was she communicating with Barack Obama? Oh, 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 all of a sudden. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Remember there was that big thing? You can go look it up, of course, and I encourage you to do so. Fact checking is a good thing, right? There was that big scandal that Obama wanted to keep his BlackBerry and everybody was like, well, oh, yeah. that's a bad idea. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, Obama, you can't keep your BlackBerry or your phone. You're the president. Uh, you can't have that. So if you go back and you look up the story, you'll find out that they eventually let him keep his BlackBerry. Now, who is responsible for White House communications? The answer, because I work there, is an entity called WACA run by the military. No, not like Fozzie Bear, Waka, 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 like White House Communications Agency, Waka. They're called Waka. Waka is a military entity that manages the communications from the White House, correct? Yes, correct, Dan. So in order for you to get a message to the President of the United States, everything basically goes through Waka. So if the President had a BlackBerry, that BlackBerry, which was being managed by Waka, emails had to be whitelisted. What's a whitelist? It's the opposite of a blacklist. Okay? Spam emails would be blacklisted. Spies would be blacklisted. Who is it that ordered that Hillary Clinton's personal email be whitelisted so Obama could read her emails on his BlackBerry? Oh, that's right. It must have been someone in the Obama administration. Oh, my gosh. It's really like Hillary's email scandal is Obama's email scandal. So weird. That's so crazy. How is that? That's so nuts. It's almost like Obama knew and nobody to this day has asked that question other than the Dan Bongino show. So to all our good friends in the chat, we really appreciate you being here. If you could go out and spread that around on Twitter, how the hell was Hillary Clinton communicating with Barack Obama via BlackBerry with a personal email address? The answer is because Obama's team and probably Obama himself approved it. Oh, he's right. Well, <laughs> that's so crazy. This is a scandal about Obama. Yeah, it's about Hillary Clinton and her personal email. But it's really about Obama.
Obama's their golden calf, man. They worship this guy. They don't really care about Hillary. She ain't going to run again. I'll be honest with you. They don't care about Joe Biden either. They need Joe Biden out so they can get Buttigieg or someone else to run. Remember, it's always about protecting liberalism, not a person. They're going to try to get Michelle Obama in this race. They can't have Barack Obama being dirtied up at all with this scandal. Listen to me. I'm telling you, relaxium lady style. I am telling you that this is a scandal about Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton's email because he not only knew, but he must have approved it. And the deep staters will do anything to stop you from knowing this fact. And the fact that I have not seen one single person pick up on this story is just stunning and puzzling to me because it's right in front of your face. It doesn't require any leaps of knowledge, any vast conspiracy theories, anything. It's right there. We now know, according to the Durham report, Obama and Joe Biden knew in 2016 during the campaign Hillary was trying to distract with the collusion scandal from her email scandal. We also know Obama had a BlackBerry. We know Hillary had a private email. We know she emailed Obama. How the hell did the emails get to the BlackBerry? Oh, they had to be whitelisted. None of this requires a spectacular leap in logic like modus tonins, ponens, whatever from your college logic course. None of it. It's just simple deduction. And yet nobody asked. Who at the Obama White House knew about Hillary's email account? Did that have anything to do with him approving the hit on Trump? Thank you. Chuck Todd will probably get spanked for this. People are starting to ask questions now, which is bizarre. They'll never get to the real questions, especially people like Chuck Todd, who's a full-time activist. But this he'll get spanked for this immediately. Chuck Todd dared to say this this weekend on the weekend show. Oh my gosh, maybe we should look into the FBI via like a church commission or something like that. It'll only be minutes after he said this. I'm sure he got spanked by NBC execs. Uh, check this out. Trust in the FBI is eroding left and right. Um, feels like we're in the moment that we need a real church committee, that this is a moment like Jay, when the J. Edgar Hoover FBI clearly was no longer helping the American people. There was a moment. This feels like we might be in one of those moments. Yeah, Chuck, uh, we were in one of those moments five years ago. You missed a... I mean, that train left the station five years ago, bro. Really? You're still waiting for it? Just waiting for Godot? I mean, is this guy serious? That's the scandal. That's the scandal. I got a lot of news to get to today. So including Jeffrey Epstein, the NAACP, life forms on other planets, AI, Tim Scott. And what do these segments have to do with each other? The answer is absolutely nothing but this show today. We'll get to that big announcement by Scott today, uh, Tim Scott jumping in the presidential race as well. But just remember, they are protecting Obama. The Hillary email scandal is an Obama scandal, too, because he knew. He had to. All right. Uh, Tim Scott jumped in the race today. Just a couple of quick thoughts before I move on to other things, including the Biden bs Arama that happened overseas. And how this guy's playing with fire ahead with this 14th Amendment talk. This is going to be really bad for him if he decides to usurp power and try to become Conan the, Bobar Conan the Barbarian here. The great usurper or something. It's not going to work. But the primary pool's expanding with Tim Scott in the race today. Now you got Tim Scott, DeSantis probably on Wednesday. I'd expect it Thursday at the latest. Uh, you got Nikki Haley, likely Mike Pence, Vivek Ramaswamy. Joe, you got Perry Johnson. Don't sleep on Perry. No. Guy's running more ads than anyone on Newsmax time. and Fox. 
He's like, I'm Perry Johnson, man. I'm bouncing around doing my thing. Whatever. Good for Perry Johnson jumping in the race. But you got all these people in the race. Tim Scott's a serious candidate. Senator from uh, uh, South Carolina. Now, you may say, ah, Dan, he's got low name ID. Well, apparently it's not that low. The guy's got $22 million in a federal bank account he can use for a federal race. So enough people with, eh, cheese money, no Tim Scott, that decided he's worth their money. I raised money running for office, folks. $22 million left over? Left over, meaning that's the stuff he didn't even spend in his last race? That's a lot of money. Two quick thoughts on this. Number one, primaries are good things. They keep the media involved in the race. I can't say this enough. Don't sleep on primaries. Everybody, oh, gosh, you should have given Trump a, a free pathway. I'm a supporter of Trump. I'm telling you it's the wrong approach. It's uncomfortable to be in a primary. I get it. Frankly, I think the primary is mostly over at this point. I, it, I think Trump's going to run away with it. Having said that, primaries are good things. Why? The media wants to write about rivalries. They want to write about Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell, right? They want to read about the Red Sox versus the Yankees. I, 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 I used an example discussing with someone earlier. I used it on a radio show later, too. It's like, a, it's like watching a football game. Do you want to watch a football game in the fourth quarter between the Chiefs and the Packers, a game that's 21-17 or a game that's 56-0? You want to watch 21-17 because there's still a game. You don't want to watch a blowout. Primaries are good things. They keep the media on the campaign. So this is a good thing. And second, being a Trump supporter, an expanded field of more candidates actually helps Trump. It's simple math, folks. I think it's 17 or something. I heard Kellyanne Conway say this weekend, 17 primary states, a lot of them are early, are winner-take-all states. So do the simple math. Trump say polls in a primary. At a minimum, in most states, he's going to poll 40%. That's a minimum. My guess, he's probably going to poll 50 to 60 in a lot of these states. Say he polls 40. Now you've got, say, 10 guys who jump in who are divvying up the other 60. Say DeSantis gets 20, the other guy gets 15, Pence gets five, Haley gets five. Bottom line is, if Trump gets 40 and everybody gets less than 40, winner take, take all means Trump gets all the delegates. So this expanded field only benefits Donald Trump. I bring that up in terms of this NAACP story because he's ridiculous. Uh, uh, this ridiculous now organization, which has totally jumped the shark, is now arguing that, uh, that black citizens shouldn't travel to Florida because it's hostile to black voters. That, that's so preposterously stupid that the organization really at this point needs to disband. If this is what you're going to waste your time on, it's pathetic. I don't want to spend too much time on it. One more thing, one more, one more story that's not, in the, uh, that's not in the rundown here for these guys. This Jeffrey Epstein thing, pay attention, keep your eyes on this story. I warned you a long time ago, you're not wasting your time here, that there have been rumors amongst very smart people. I'm not talking about chatterboxes and Teddy Ruxpin types. I'm talking about serious people that Jeffrey Epstein may have been an intelligence asset for various Middle Eastern intelligence operations. There's a story popping this weekend about Epstein, how he may have attempted to blackmail Bill Gates over an alleged affair Bill Gates had. Folks, fits perfectly with that narrative. If there are tapes of people doing stuff with underage girls, not women, but girls, and Epstein is not in custody of them, or was, he's obviously not around anymore, was not in custody of them. And intelligence sources are. This blackmail story that popped this weekend makes perfect sense. It explains why everybody's looking to sweep under the rug the Epstein story. Okay. 
it's going to be a loaded show. A lot to get to. They're running. Whoever wins this primary, by the way, I, I, I think, oh, by the way, I should include Larry Elder. No disrespect, man. Uh, Larry Elder's in that race, too. I just saw that pop on that TV there. They're going to be running against the increasingly hapless Joe Biden. Joey B this weekend opened up with just an epic volume of verbal BS I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, this was just classic stuff. I mean, the lies coming out of this guy's mouth. I got an update on that. And then Trump released his agenda for 2024. Really, really good stuff. Let's get to our next sponsor first. I appreciate your patience. It's a great day when you begin with a great night's sleep. I had one last night. You're missing out if you're not sleeping on a Helix mattress. By the way, there's a really interesting story about deep sleep and Alzheimer's. I can't recommend enough. It's on the Wall Street Journal opinion section right now. So important. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses for big, tall, short, wide, even special ones for kids. Mattress, they'll give you the perfect fit. Helix, Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. I can't sleep on anything else. No matter your sleeping position, Helix is the answer. Memory foam, hybrid, all more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating. Helix is about comfort, care, and a great night's sleep. My Helix mattress is the best I've slept on, and the setup was fast and easy. But don't take my word for it. GQ and Wired Magazine have named Helix their number one mattress. Take the Helix, H-E-L-I-X, take their sleep quiz at helixsleep.com slash Dan and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. As a bonus, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and, and two free pillows for my listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. helixsleep.com slash Dan. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Thanks, Helix. All right, back to the show. Trump released his agenda this week. Uh, it leaked out to Axios or was popped out there. It doesn't matter. And folks, this is why I keep insisting to you with Trump. There were all these people, oh my gosh, the tweets and all this other stuff. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just telling you, I don't want to be the guy's buddy. The fact that he's friendly with me, I love that. I, I, I do. It's great. But it doesn't dictate my politics. I'm not looking to date the guy. I don't need the guy to be the friendliest guy or the cutest guy on Twitter or whatever. Oh, look, cutesy town. I don't care. I care about an agenda. Wait till you see this guy's agenda. I'm going to get to that. But first, Biden. Biden unleashed a BS-arama overseas this weekend. The man is simply incapable of telling the truth ever. There, It's not just one, it's not just two, but three loads of colossal BS in this one segment right here overseas. Check this out. And there's a lot of other, for example, the idea that we're, uh, in terms of uh, taxes, that they refuse to, for example, we, uh, I was able to balance the budget and pass everything from the, the global warming bill. Anyway, I was able to cut by $1.7 billion in the first two years the deficit that we were were accumulating. And uh, because I was able to say to it that the 55 corporations in America that made $400 billion or $40 billion, $400 billion, that uh, they, uh, they paid zero in tax. Zero. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Folks, do we have to do this again? How many freaking times do we have to do this? Joe Biden balanced the budget? But what? He cut $1.7 trillion from our deficit? What, what, are you, what is he talking about? For seriously, like the 10th time in the last month, here is the public debt of the United States. From 2019 to 2022, 
22.7 trillion, 26.9 trillion, 28.4 trillion, and 30.9 trillion. At no point ever does that math equal a negative number as to debt and deficits added annually. At no point, at no point ever did that happen. Biden did not balance the budget. If he balanced the budget, the deficit would not be added to the debt every single year like it did every year of Biden's presidency. He has not cut anything. He has added from the time he got into office, 26.9 trillion. It's now 30.9 trillion. I don't know what else I need to tell anyone. Just look it up yourself. Don't listen to me. Statista is not a political site. It's a statistics site. Just look it up, man. Then his line about 55 companies not paying any taxes. Uh, that's because they're following the tax law, you idiot. Why? Question. Fair enough, fellas. Why aren't those companies in jail? I mean, is anyone else asking this? Is it just me? Am I, am, I the, am I an idiot? Is Joe Biden a smart guy and I'm the moron? 55 company. They pay no taxes. Well, one, that's probably because they had losses that they clawed back and clawed forward right. under the new COVID rules. And second, they're only following the laws you idiots wrote. If they didn't pay their taxes, they broke the law, then lock them up. Is anyone going to ask this guy serious questions? <laughs> no, no, of course not. Wait, there's another one before I get to the Trump thing. This is good. Here's Biden again just totally making this up. He's Biden. He's trying to establish this, you know, look at me. I got big biceps on foreign policy. Check this out. Look what I did. I got the quad together. I got this group of foreign countries to combat China. I got them back together. Oh, you did? Interesting. Listen to him say this. What's going on now is the look at the meeting we had here today, uh, uh, today and yesterday, uh, the quad. Did, I, I bet you, I would, maybe some of you thought it, but I doubt many, many people in this audience or any other audience would have said that two years after being elected, I'd be able to convince India, Australia, Japan, and the United States to form an organization called the Quad to maintain stability in the Indian Ocean and the South China Sea. Holy Moses, folks, this guy is incapable of telling the truth ever. Bloomberg, which is definitely not a right-leaning outlet, May of 2023. The quad they're talking about wasn't always this active. It lay dormant for years before being revived in 2017 by the U.S. under then President Donald J. Trump. The man is simply incapable of telling the truth. Of course, there was one more humiliation before we get to the good news on the Trump agenda. Here is President Biden calling the president of South Korea. His name is President Yoon with a Y U U. You like Y-O-U, you, it's Y-O-O-N, Yoon. It's Yoon. It's not President Loon. Take a look. I've spoken at length with President Loon of South Korea. He came to Washington of late. Fellas, the guy's name isn't hard. It's Yoon. Yoon. It's not when I worked in Indonesia. The president there was Susilio Bambang Yodiohono. Okay, a lot of people messed that up. That's why they called him SBY. Understood in Indonesia. You can mess that up, okay? Get that. 
The guy's name is Yoon, not Loon. It's not fun. I, I, it, <laughs> he goes, actually, it's pretty fun. Okay, the Trump agenda. This is in my newsletter. Read this today. This goes back to the point. I'm going to run through it quick because I got a lot of stuff to get to, including this playing with fire and his debt ceiling, his 14th Amendment stuff. The 14th Amendment, Biden just making stuff up. He thinks he's Conan the usurper here. He's, he, Hey, so here are the lamentations of the woman. That's Biden. He thinks he's a monarch now. But Trump's 2025, if he gets in vision, revealed. This popped at Axios. in my newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Folks, how does this stuff sound to you? Because it sounds pretty darn good to me. I'll get to a piece of it, take a quick break, and I'll get to the end of it. First, federal workforce. He wants to give the president, Trump that is, the authority to hire and fire federal workers at, at will. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yes. Well, I don't. Of course, Axios is probably like, this is crazy. We can't have that. We can't have federal workers actually have to do their job. Second, education. He has a sweeping plan for the federal government to exert more control of education. He wants to fire radical left officials who accredit universities and reward schools that abolish tenure for teachers. Eliminate many of these die programs, diversity, inclusion, and equity, and college administrator bureaucracies. Yes. Yeah. Sounds awesome to Yes. Yeah. Joe likes it too. I'm loving this plan already. Oh my gosh, but he sends me tweets. I don't give a shit about me tweets. Sorry. I don't care. I'm not interested in me tweets. All I care about is cleaning this mess up. There's more. There's more. It sounds like he's on the way to doing it too. As you can tell from my excitement level today. I probably had a couple of cups of blackout coffee. Love it. I have. You tired of the same old coffee? Tired of supporting brands that hate our guts, hate this country? Go with blackout coffee. I personally recommend blackout coffee. It's a coffee company. It's 100% committed to conservative values. Here's the thing, though. From the roasting process to customer support and shipping and sourcing the beans, blackout coffee has a phenomenal work ethic. They love our conservative principles. They are happy, happy to talk about our conservative principles. They accept no compromise on taste or quality. The coffee is amazing, and they love this country. And that's got to matter, folks. That's got to matter. Do me a favor. I'm asking you personally. Check out blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino, my last name, for 20% off your first order. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains proudly, proudly true to our values. And the coffee is darn good, too. High quality, good, robust, strong coffee taste. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Check them out. These guys are awesome. We love them. All right, back to the Trump agenda. You know, for all the people, oh my God, Trump with the me tweets. If this guy can get half this stuff pulled off, we're going to have a different country. Look what he wants to do on law enforcement and intelligence. They note that he wants to defund the Justice Department and the FBI. That might have been an exaggeration, but Trump does want his brand of politics to reshape the DOJ and U.S. intelligence. What brand of politics? Like allegiance to the Constitution? I'll take that one, too. Yeah. Thank you. Mass firings. Joe's good. Joe, we three for three? Yes, three for Any disagreements here? Anyone? Anyone have any beefs? No? No? Everybody like, okay. Here, here's the next one. He's vowing to get rid of Marxist prosecutors and create an auditing system to monitor U.S. intel agencies to ensure they're not spying on our citizens. My, I like that one, too. I like man. that one. Anyone? Yeah. The verdict is in. Joe's very happy so far. He's actually clapping in the background. There's one more here. 
Actually, two more, but another slide on this one. You can read the whole report at Axios. It's in my newsletter today on gender issues. He wants the DOJ to investigate big pharma and big hospital networks to determine whether they've deliberately covered up the long-term side effects of sex transitions. Oh. I like that. But he's going to set that mean tweet on it. I don't care about the freaking mean tweets at all. Don't care. Here, here, it gets better. He wants to boot hospitals or providers for Medicaid and Medicare if they offer what Axios calls gender-affirming care, what's actually mutilating childhood bodies. This sounds great. Finally, crime. Trump wants to use the U.S. military to go after drug cartels and street crime. Okay, I'm good with that. Yep. I'm actually okay with that. I'm okay with that, too. Oh, wait, wait, there's another. Uh, did I send another one? There, there's, this is like... This is like the info, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Housing. He wants to eliminate the Obama AFFH rule. You know the AFFH rule that says your neighborhood is going to meet a racial quota, and if not, we're going to build projects in it? He doesn't want that. I don't want that either. That's why he's my guy. Cities and housing. He wants to revolutionize the American standard of living, including baby bonuses to create a new baby boom and the designer of 10 new freedom cities in the U.S. I got to be honest with you. Little lukewarm on this one. <clears throat> I don't want too much government involvement in the economy, but I'll entertain it. I got to see the deets on that. The guns, this one I love more than anything. Trump wants national concealed carry reciprocity. You have a carry permit. He says, yes, please. It's called the Constitution, which would allow people with concealed carry permits in their home state to have that priv privilege in any other state. They don't ask you for a new driver's license when you enter New York. Why should you need a new concealed carry? You shouldn't need a concealed carry permit at all. Pass a background check. Your concealed carry permit is the Second Amendment. Guy's <laughs> wondering, and it's a valid question, Joe. Yeah. It, you know, it's Axios. It's obviously a left-wing outlet. Yeah. So they write this piece as if, like, this is some radical thing. Let's not mutilate kids. Let's not racially gerrymander people's neighborhoods. It's already illegal, by the way, that thankfully to discriminate based on race. Why are we we're meeting racial quotas now? And let's get rid of die departments and college administrative staffs that are taking away from education and polluting the bureaucracy. He said, I don't know, what, was this supposed to be a hit piece? Yeah. Sounds like a campaign piece that's, to me. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. No. But no, no, they 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 they've so. They, they just. He said it right. Like, they just don't get us at all. Like, they read that and they're probably like, oh, my gosh, this is so radical. Even the moderate Republicans are going to run for the hills. I guarantee you almost everyone's reading that piece going, yeah, I'll take it, baby. Even Red McAnnis. <laughs> Folks, Biden's playing with fire lately on this debt ceiling. This guy's really going to screw the country over. He's just making stuff up now. The debt ceiling... You know what it is. It's it's it, we to spend an amount of money above what the U.S. takes in in tax revenue. We have to issue new debt. It'd be like you going to the credit card to spend money you don't have every month, right? The United States effectively has a credit card too. They just issue bonds. The problem is we're spending so much money we don't have that the Republicans are saying we're going to go bankrupt and inflation is crazy. So we got to get a lid on this spending or we're going to be bankrupt or have an inflation crisis coming up really fast. So the Republicans actually passed a bill. I want you to be clear on this. Regardless of what you think 
May not be the greatest bill, but I got to tell you, you're not going to find a more hardcore conservative than me. Folks, the best we could do, we have just a few seats in a majority and we had to pass something. We now have a bill to up the debt ceiling that gets a bit of a lid on spending. Not a lot, but a bit of a lid on spending. It's ready, ready for the Senate and Biden controlled by the Democrats to take up. They don't want to do it. So now Biden's saying, I'm just going to use the 14th Amendment to issue new debt. I'll get to that in a second. But listen to McCarthy on the weekend shows this weekend. He's, he's 100% correct, regardless of your feelings here. Hey, we passed the bill. Not our job to pass it again. Biden's got to do something now. Check this out. You said at the very beginning we had to show you a plan, even though the Democrats have shown no plan. Not only did we show you a plan, we're the only ones to pass a plan. So I think it's up to you now. Whether the economy goes in any trouble, it's you. Because the Republicans raised the debt limit. You have not. Neither has Schumer. He's not wrong. Listen, it's not the best plan. I'm reading the chat now. I get it. I get it. Joe Mama is saying you're more hardcore conservative than me. I doubt that, Joe Mama. I doubt you. You're as conservative. You're not going to get any more conservative than me. The problem is, folks, we have to deal with electoral math. We did not do that well in the midterms. We don't have the Senate, and we only had a sliver of a majority. To get, it's just like herding cats. They passed it. They passed it because there's a bunch of moderate Republicans who, frankly, are a bunch of rhino sellouts. But we got to deal with them. Their vote matters. We can't just ignore and pretend it didn't happen. We got something out there. Biden can't. Biden doesn't want to compromise. He's playing poker with a pair of twos. He doesn't have anything. Biden's talking about the 14th Amendment now. The 14th Amendment, the journal has a great piece about this this weekend. Section four of the amendment says the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law shall not be questioned. Okay, that doesn't authorize the president to spend any money, folks. It means the Treasury can't. It basically says if the Treasury issues debt, they can't repudiate the debt. That's all that means in the Constitution. It means if you were to issue an IOU, me to Justin, Justin lends me $5 for lunch, and I say, hey, here's IOU $5, Justin, signed. Dan Bongino. If I had a Dan Bongino Constitution, I can't repudiate that debt. That's what the Constitution says. It doesn't mean I can issue new IOUs to Justin. It has nothing to do with that. Biden's just making this up. I'm going to use the 14th Amendment to issue new debt. Here's where the story gets even more hilarious for this idiot. Folks, federal tax receipts in March were $313 billion in one month. Interest payments on our debt were $67 billion. In other words, there's more than enough money to pay the interest on the debt and to pay the IOUs without issuing new ones. Does some government spending have to be cut if if Biden doesn't up the debt ceiling? Uh, It doesn't sign on to the GOP plan to do it? Yeah. Some spending would be cut, but there is no reason to repudiate the debt. And I've said that repeatedly. Yes, there would be cuts. It would be a, it would cause some headaches. There's no doubt about that, but there is more than enough money. Think of the latest April receipts were 639 billion in one month. Interest was only 62 billion. We're talking about like a 10th of that. Biden's just playing games here. All right. On a bit of a humorous note, before I get to the next spot, I got a lot more ahead. Do you see this video? <laughs> you see this video of this delivery guy? He's walking up to a house and they've got a F. Joe Biden mat out in front of the house. I guess this guy caught on one of those ring doorbells or something. Here, check this out. This is great. 
Joe Biden. Damn right. Fucking prick. Okay. Guys seems a little upset. I don't even know if that's real. How do you know? I put up some video once, some guy confronting some dude on his porch with uh, a porch pirate or something. And I was, a couple of people told me the video was like staged or something. I don't know, but that, I know, it's just pretty. It's, it's pretty still funny. It's there. still funny. It's still, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That guy, he was, he was quite upset. That ring doorbell, man. He caught him right away. We think maybe it may, may have been like a setup, like one of those uh, cameras that he put up in advance. Hey, come up and say, you know, but either way, it worked for the show. All right, let me get to this. And uh, folks, we're living with a black hole of stupid on the left. It just, it's, it, the insanity is just getting crazy here. Do you have a plan up in New York to stop shoplifters? It's one of the dumbest freaking things I've ever seen in my life. It's up there with, uh, you know, the, the Biden's racial gerrymandering and people's neighborhoods plan. The idea that you could take more of people's money and spend it better than they spend it on themselves. Really, really stupid stuff we're dealing with right now. And I got a Jimmy Dore segment about just how dumb. You ever hear Jimmy Dore? Very funny. Stay tuned, Noko. Anyway, last spot today. Folks, I can't believe the dire headlines we're facing in the world. Everywhere you look, things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is emergency food. What are you going to do for food? Roads get shut down. Grocery stores are empty. Looted. What are you going to do? What about when trucks can't make deliveries? You're going to need emergency food. I strongly suggest you get it. Strongly suggest you get it today. That's why I urge you to grab at least one for every member of your family, three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. Having these kits means your family will stay fed while others stand in food lines. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today and save $200 per kit. It's easy to order. Go to preparewithdan.com. You'll get fast and free shipping. Please don't wait. Please. Do this today or you'll regret it tomorrow. Preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. All right, quickly. We're living in just peak stupid here. I got a great clip from comedian Jimmy Dore about this. It's hilarious how these people are just idiots on the left. So there's obviously a monster shoplifting problem going on up in New York right now. Now, the way to stop shoplifting, Joe, is shocking. You know what it is? You arrest people for shoplifting. It's crazy. I used to do it when I was a cop. And then when they start talking to their friends and they, oh, why'd you spend a weekend in jail? Oh, I don't know. I tried to lift $900 and stuff from the local Walgreens and I got arrested. You know what their buddies say? Maybe I better not get caught. What's happening now? People are going in and stealing stuff, coming out and telling their buddies, hey, I stole a bunch of stuff. What happened? Nothing. They let me walk out of the store and the cops gave me a little salute on the way out because there's nothing they can do. So the hapless mayor of New York City, by the way, I warned you about him. Did I not? How many times I warned you about this guy? Eric Adams. Oh my gosh, this guy's reasonable. No, he's not. The man is a tool. I've told you for a long time, the guy is weak. The guy is totally castrated by the left. He will never do anything of significance ever in New York that makes any sense as long as the left keeps pushing him. He's got a crackdown on shoplifting plan that got, made it onto the local Fox channel. What is it? They're going to give first-time offenders intervention programs. Oh, that'll, that'll definitely, you know, they're always looking for an intervention program. Yeah. De-escalation training for retail employees. De-escalation. So just to be clear, uh, sir, you're stealing my stuff. I would like you to not steal that and put that back. And then the guy says, go F your mother and gives you a double-barreled middle finger. And you're supposed to de-escalate. Sir, um, I, that is, that's really kind of gross. I don't like that idea. I wouldn't like to do that. My mom is a very nice lady and I'm deeply offended. 
Okay, what about your sister? That's pretty disgusting, sir. What, what's the de-escalation trend? How the hell is that going to work? Then he's got another one. Establish neighborhood retail watch groups to share theft info. Uh, what do you mean? Like crime stats they already have? Because here's the thing. They're not reporting the crimes because it doesn't even matter anymore. Here's the best one. This one's a classic. Install kiosks and stores to connect would-be thieves with social service programs. Folks. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, time out. Everybody's laughing. <laughs> I swear to you, Joe, I thought this was fake. I, I swear yeah. I thought this was one of those, like, AI screenshot, whatever things. People yeah. are messing with us. I had to look this up. This is real. Install kiosks. So you're telling me that a guy going in to steal with a store is going to stop at the kiosk? He's going to go through the kiosk, right? Oh, look, there's an intervention program for me. Folks, I'm sorry. How do I help you put this stuff back on the shelf? Do you realize the black hole of freaking stupid you have to live in to invent a program like this and actually let it slip out? Now, let me skip ahead to the Jimmy Dore thing. For I'll get to the Wall Street Journal story. People are evacuating these cities in mass, evacuating these because of this kind of stupid. But I want to get to this. I don't, Jimmy Dore is very funny. You probably saw him on Tucker before Tucker was unceremoniously let go from Fox. He is not a conservative at all, but he asks a lot of questions. Liberals, of course, who are really dumb and invent programs like this, they don't want to ask questions ever. So Jimmy Dore decided to do a little segment about not asking questions and reading and stuff. This is hilarious. Take a listen. The weird thing that happened around COVID, I'd never noticed this before in any other time of my life. But you weren't allowed to ask questions and at, at any point during this. You just had to you had to do what the man on the TV said, right? You had to do what the man on the TV said without questions, and then you're a good person. But if you question it, then you're a white supremacist Trumper, not I'm like, whoa, no, no. No, I didn't vote for Trump. I just have questions. Jimmy, only dumb people ask questions. No, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to question authority. It's like a value. Uh, is that what they taught you in comedy school? <laughs> yeah, that is what they taught me in comedy school. Isn't that weird? It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Even comedians would get on stage and they would shame people for trying to get informed about a medical treatment that was experimental that they had to take or they would lose their jobs and they wouldn't be able to travel. And when people tried to get informed about that, other people shamed them. They would say, please tell me you're not going to do your own research. <laughs> You've heard people say that. Please don't do your own research. You know, before COVID, doing your own research used to be called reading. Now you're shaming me for reading at the behest of Big Pharma? It's like I woke up in the middle of a Bill Hicks bit. Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader. <laughs> Tell me, boy, what you reading for? Folks, we need more of this. Listen, Jimmy Dore is not a conservative. He's not a Republican at all. But he's a smart guy. We need more of this. We need more people who have cultural cachet on the left to open their eyes at these imbeciles on the left who really believe this, this kind of stuff, that you can put a self-serve anti-theft kiosk in a store that a thief is going to walk past and go, oh, let me check out the kiosk before I steal this stuff. Do you realize how dumb you have to be to believe that? We're talking about a level of dumb almost unprecedented in modern human history. That's why people are escaping these cities in mass. 
Journal has a piece about this this weekend. Hundreds of thousands of people. Remember we told all oh, they're just leaving for the lockdowns? Well, the lockdowns are over. And I've got news for you. People are still leaving. The numbers are staggering. New York City lost 468,000 people in two years. That's 5% of its population. Here's the other big losers. Joe, they all share something in common. Uh Chicago, L.A., San Francisco. I know you can't figure it out. Maybe it's their liberal politics. They're all leaving. They're all leaving because your cities suck. Your cities suck because you ruined them. The cities I grew up in, New York City, was a great place. You ruined it with stupidity. All right, a couple more stories before we roll. Again, I'll be on TimCast tonight. Check that out. Uh, Tomorrow, we'll have some highlights from all the stuff, some behind-the-scenes stuff, so don't miss that. Just, again, the Bongino rule strikes again. I wish everyone would just apply this rule to their lives. There is no reason to try to be first on a story. There isn't, because you're only going to wind up embarrassing yourself. Perfect example, that story I did not touch. That poor woman, she's a nurse or something like that, and there was a bike she rented. And everybody, all these lefties and even some other people, are like, oh, my gosh, look at this woman, uh, Karen. Turns out the woman bought the bike. Now she, you know, she's looking at some heavy lawsuits and good for her. Suing all these people. Oh, look, this woman's a racist. All this crazy stuff. Sue away, lady. You deserve it. That's what those laws are there for. You don't always need to be first, especially when a story is like, eh, so this Meghan Markle, Prince Harry story, I'm like obsessed with this story because I know the dude pretty well who does their security. It's this guy. If you want to read the story, it's in my newsletter today. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry personally decided to parade fast past photographers before the chase. Folks, the guy who runs their security, the guy I was very good friends with in the Secret Service, this guy, uh, Chris, he's in the story if you wanted to check him out. This guy's a brilliant guy, super smart guy. I'm telling you right now, there's no way he's running these two past a phalanx of photographers and getting them into a high-speed chase. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just not what happened. They either walked past these photographers because they wanted good shots out there. This story, I don't believe a bit of it. Two-hour car chase in Manhattan. Really? The traffic lights are like 20 feet apart. Like, how the hell did you do that without killing someone? It's insane. You don't always have to be first. All right, I got to end with this. I got to end with this. I'm obsessed with this stuff. I don't know if you guys are. I am. I love this stuff. This whole idea of alien life, artificial intelligence. Is there other intelligence in the universe? There's this account. uh, People send me stuff on this all the time. I saw this pop up. Uh, It's by this woman, Ashley. She's on uh, TikTok and these other things. So listen, and I don't know this woman, so I feel bad. I know liberals are going to attack her because I put her clip on the show. The man, she personally renounced me, call me a Nazi and a white supremacist and everything. Libs, please spare the poor woman. Um, She can do that if she, I really don't care. I don't know her. I don't want to know her. I've never met her before in my life. So please spare her. I'm just saying someone sent this to me, some random person. And it's interesting. You ever hear about this idea of the great filter? This idea that, All intelligent civilizations eventually run into this MacGuffin. They run into this wall, this thing that stops them from advancing further and wipes them out. What is it? Is it some kind of virus? Is it some kind of asteroid strike? Is it artificial intelligence that they all develop that eventually turns on them? But this idea of the great filter that stops human life, or excuse me, uh, intelligent life from communicating, 
and moving on is fascinating to me. Take a listen. She explains it pretty good. What if the great filter is ahead of us? The Fermi paradox is a contradiction that asks if the probability for life is so high, even using the lowest estimates, where is everyone? The great filter is a possible answer. It could be anything from an asteroid impact to disease or total self-destruction. The great filter is a theoretical barrier of some kind that stops civilizations from advancing. The big question is, is the filter ahead of us or behind us? Let's explore the filter being ahead of us. There are trillions of planets and moons in our galaxy. That population combined with our existence means the statistical likelihood is thousands of planets currently have or had at least simple life. Intelligent life is tricky because it means their evolution at some point valued a brain, which is unusual because strength, speed, and size seem like better candidates for survival. Our brains train us. They consume 20% of our daily food supply. They're fragile and they took a long time to evolve. And yet for whatever reason, nature invested in it. If the filter is ahead of us, that means the universe is abundant with life. And at first that sounds really exciting, but it means we're doomed. One theory is that something exists in the universe, something that every civilization inevitably discovers, and that thing causes the destruction. A kind of universal Pandora's box. If we find life, and the more of it we find, the higher the odds the filter is ahead of us. Meaning that life is common in the universe, but no one survives it. Hmm. Fascinating. Maybe there is a Pandora's box out there, or maybe the Bible's warning about the tree of knowledge and the forbidden fruit. Maybe we should take that warning a little more seriously. Maybe other civilizations have dabbled into creating artificial intelligence too at the forbidden fruit tree and have learned the hard way that didn't quite work out. Fascinating. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. Loaded show, a lot of stuff today. We covered a lot of material. Please subscribe to the podcast if you would. Click that follow button. It is absolutely free. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We deeply appreciate it. Follow on Apple and Spotify as well. Check me out on TimCast tonight. We'll have some updates for you tomorrow. And uh, thanks again for tuning in, folks. Really appreciate it. Love the live chat. Really lively today. See you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.